Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kirk and Off, a weekly podcast where my cousin and I talk about Kirk Minahan and the happenings inside of his world. My name's Buddy. He's Bob McSaddy. Bob McSaddy, say hello. Pursue what catches your heart, not what catches your eyes. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? I wanted to give you guys an inspirational quote to get started. Did you get that from Visionless Dave? You see no. that's the, the one series tweets? Uh, so- no, it's random word generator. <laughs> so as always now uh our news guy andrew gustus willis andrew say what's up what's up guys so this is a, an, an episode a long time in the making i guess this is something we've talked about doing for like a while we were hoping to do this one in person uh the first for the first time at least but uh we'll catch we'll do that down the road um so we don't have a guest this week i guess uh, we're gonna say andrew's a guest but before uh, we get there i just kind of say what happened this week so Ooh. i guess we, we usually ask pretty early uh, this week we we totally fucked up. We waited way too long. We asked Garbage Munchkin, and uh, he said he didn't think he he thought he was pretty boring, so he didn't want to come on this week. So I I he's somebody I'm really interested in talking about. I'm uh, talking to, uh, and uh, he's a pretty big figure of the Minifan world, I guess. And uh, so anyway, we decided he could come on when when we had Kirk to fall back on. Uh, then we asked our boy. Uh, we talked about him a lot, uh, David from Hope, uh, one of our fellow Portuguese, and uh, our schedules couldn't link link up with Dave. So you guys are stuck with the three of us, uh, me, BMD, and Andrew. Um, and so just like a little preamble into into Andrew Augustus, I'd say. Um, I have known Andrew Augustus since we played U7 soccer together, and his dad was our coach uh, at Colt State Park. This is before there was a skate park. This is when there were guys who, who manned the ticket booths. Uh, the white trailer? In, in and out. Remember the yeah. big old white trailer? Yeah, the white trailer. I, I have seen Ryan Maduro. <laughs> take so many touches off that big trail off the, that trailer the green trailer just an unbelievable like like working on his first touch um but yeah so i've known andrew for a long time um bmd i i don't think has known him i think i think he knew his I, brother. I, i've I known andrew since he was a little wee boy running around the multiplex in bristol with a paint bucket and a paintbrush <laughs> i don't know if he remembers that i was getting my uh my future career on becoming a painter. i'm gonna go work for kirk's painter <laughs> so um Anyway, Andrew, our, our um, past, how we got into Kirk Minahan is well told. We've, we, me and uh, BMD have probably said it on this podcast three or four times already. How did you start listening to Kirk Minahan? So for me, it goes all the way back into high school when uh, my summer job was landscaping. So I spent all day weed whacking uh, just all over Aquinnick Island, southern Bristol. It's It was just a, it's a good summer job to make you try to pay attention in college, I guess. But... Uh, I would do that and then just listening to a weed whacker all day got boring. So I would start sneaking, trying to sneak in like my like MP3 player. And as I was trying to get it, that wasn't working. I ended up getting like a, a small portable radio, put it in and I would just listen to sports. I love sports. So I went to EEI. It was the one we could get down there. Uh, so I started listening, um, John and Dennis, uh, Jerry Gallahan, the, the classics. And then I remember when Kirk started on the weekends and I would work some weekends. So I would listen then. So I've been listening right from the beginning. And I always would say this when he first came on DNC, I hated him just because I was so used to just that Dennis and Callahan rut. And every time he would come in, it would start shit. It would just kind of boil. I'd be like, Oh, this guy just needs to shut up. But it kind of, as he kept going, I was like, this makes the show great. <laughs> so I was, I kind of just started to get hooked from it. And then, once once Dino left and it was just Kirk and Callahan, I was like, "This is amazing," and just realizing that the genius that was Kirk from the beginning, I was like, "This is just fun." 
He speaks his mind, says says shit the way it is, doesn't hold back, actually wants to have a conversation. So I was like, I was just in from the start. Yeah, you. I'm happy that we got to interview you today because I really wanted to talk about your 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 career path because you have a similar, not a similar career path to Kirk. You both were in radio for a little while and you kind of both were... Uh, well, you, you went on to a different path. You didn't get canceled. You just went on to a different career path. But what made you get into radio? So for me, uh, when I started off co- uh, college, my I was a secondary ed math major. And then I quickly, quickly learned that I should not be teaching the youth of America anything. So I knew I liked to talk. I like sports. I joined uh, this, my college's TV, radio, and uh, newspaper. And you kind of just get hooked into that. Uh, just kind of covering things, figuring it out, having fun with it, having a radio show. And once I did that, I got I got dumbass lucky because uh, there was one day back in oh, 2010. It was the Rhode Island gubernatorial election night, 2010. I was covering it for Lincoln Chafee. And this woman couldn't get her Ethernet cable plugged into her laptop. So she was like struggling with the Internet. And I was like, oh, I got you. Boom. Bam. We started talking. She works at PRO. And then the next day. I was like, all right, didn't think much of it. Next day, the uh, the newspaper gets a call from like uh, the college's uh, PR department, and they're like, "Can we talk to Andrew?" And I was like, "Oh shit, what did I do? Like, did I fuck up at the thing? Did I say something wrong? This or that?" Uh, nope. Turns out that I was. They were like, "Oh, this was great. They want your information. Can they give it to you?" I was like, "Yeah, give them all my stuff. Here's my number, and that." And then I ended up getting an internship at PRO. They helped me find a job in Connecticut, and then. About a year after that, they had a job opening up at PRO, and I, they were like, you want to come? And I was like, heck yeah. So I was a reporter for two years before selling out to go work for the other side. That that job in Connecticut that, that you're talking about, was that calling women's basketball games for the Connecticut Sun? Because I had heard that rumor in college. Is that true? I was So I never called the game for the Connecticut Sun. I applied for it. I interviewed with them. Uh, but I was working for a radio station. I had a Sunday sports talk show. I did the weekend news. It was an hour drive. It was it sucked because like I had to be there at four a.m. So I left my college dorm room some nights at oh god. I would leave at three a.m. and there would still be people coming in like oh Augustus you coming back from party and I'm like no I gotta go to work. It sucked, but it was a a good fun intro into it and it I I enjoyed it. It was fun. I. I I wish I got the Connecticut Sun job. I would have had fun there. Yeah, so it's interesting. But you have an interesting career because you ended up being the news guy for a prolific figure in, in, the, in the state of Rhode Island, in the city of Providence. For the um, real Buddy Sancy. Yeah, for the real <laughs> Buddy Sancy. So is, is that what the original gig for PRO was after your internship? Or did you? how did you land in that position? So for that guy? with Buddy, uh, Buddy Cianci, there's so many, anyone who's ever met him, it's just the, there's a story for a mile. And with that, the way I lucked into that was they had a, just a reporter job opening. So I opened up, I, um, I, pl- I, they were like, Hey, do you want this? I was like, yeah. So I came back, started doing reporting, um, and then kind of just worked my way and went out, just covered stories. And the, the way the news cycle breaks is the young reporter, you're like the breaking news guy. So you're going all over trying to figure it out. And even a lot of the stuff that buddy would want, would want me like <laughs> my favorite one was it was for david cicilline was oh i forget what it was about (laughs) was he still mayor at the time no he was a congressman but like there was some report had just came out 
can be, before you start, can you can you tell them the the little anecdote that Buddy said about Cicilline? About like how you knew uh, how oh, you yeah. knew he was lying. Oh, that that no, that was this is the story. This is the Sorry, exact story. You, you cut right into the story. Yeah, no, it's um, so yeah. So I go in, I go, I interview him, ask these questions. Like a report drop made him look bad. He's thing. So I'm I'm sitting in the room with him. It's me and Buddy talking. And he's like, he's a liar. And I'm like, buddy, I can't say that. Like, I'm a reporter here. He's like, no, you, you want to know how he's lying? He's stuttering. Every time he stutters, he's a liar because that's Cicilline for you. But he never called him Cicilline. He called him something else I'm not going to say. <laughs> uh, what did he call him? Cece? No. Uh, uh, like, I think it was like Chickachini. I think that's what he yeah, called him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I said it. So there, it was, I, I, there was obviously, if anyone knows... If you ever want to, if you're like a history buff and you listen to the show, like go read like the Prince of Providence, uh, go read Pasta and Politics because it's so interesting. The story of Buddy Cianci, if you've never delved into it, you need to. It is the most fascinating life yeah. anyone could live. Yeah. yeah, I got I got the Prince of Providence for Christmas. I finished it like in two weeks. Honestly, mm. I love this so much. So I um, he's just so obviously so interesting and in being from here, like it's obviously easy to. Idolize him, but he did some like really fucked up shit at the same time. Um, it was so, never proven to do it. They always they got him was, on the Rico guilty. though. Yeah, but it was guilty. I know. What are you gonna do? But so so Andrew, you worked for WPRO for for a year or so, and Two then years. then you uh, worked for Alan Flung's campaign. Is that right? No, no, no. You you're forgetting a nice little fun time in my life. I was uh, after I was working at PRO for two years. And when you're a reporter, you have that kind of good behind the scenes talking about. So I got reached out to someone from Alorza's staff, and I was like, hey, let's go grab a beer. It's like, all right, cool. I might be getting a nice little scoop, see what they want. I mean, you know how the game's played. And then we started talking, and it was like, would you want to come switch sides? So I ended up switching sides from reporter to PR, and I worked for uh, Mayor Alorza uh, of Providence for a year, just over a year, uh, a bit for that. And that was a fun time. So I really kind of enjoyed that. I got to see the other side. I, as all my reporters' friends say, I sold myself out. But yeah. it's it's one of those situations that I'm I'm happy with the decision I made. So it was a good did, fun experience. Did that dis, did that decision like like hurt your legitimacy like in the actual like reporting field? I I, I don't think so. Um, again, it's reputation. It's my path is interesting because I worked for Alorza, who's a Democrat. I've worked for Allen, who's a Republican. So it's like he's on both yeah, sides. Yeah. It, it, so, I mean, it's I don't I like to think no. And I think if any reporter job opened up and was offered to me, I would consider it. I mean, the reporting life is a it's it's a lot. And I, I don't think a lot of people understand how much even me as a reporter, like uh, the funniest story was uh, when I was working at PRO. I was doing blizzard coverage, and my joke always to myself was like, why the hell do I need to go out in this? It's like, I'm on the radio. No one can see me. Like, why do I need to be in the middle of Burroughville with, like, two feet of snow around me? Like, no. But um, it was one of those things that I did it. It was fun. Uh, I liked it, but it was in the city of Providence, and I got the the PRO Jeep stuck, so I had to, like, push it out of the snow. (laughs) And... I, the one thing about when you work for the city of Providence is like with like especially uh, the Providence Emergency Management Agency and like uh, the DOT, I have all the cameras everywhere. I, of course, was on a public roadway with a camera on me and the entire city of Providence's mayor staff was there like laughing like, oh, I wonder which reporter that is because I'm all bundled up and they couldn't tell if it was me or Steve. And they were like, oh, I hope it's this person. I hope it's that person just kind of joking mm-hmm. around. So, so uh, how did you do your transition from? 
Elorza to Fung. Because so, that's pretty drastic. You're going <laughs> from one side to the, the extreme other side because they, they are polar opposites. Yeah, so after I left Elorza, I was dating this girl at the time, and I ended up starting to work for her dad. So there was like a there's like a whole about let me see so that would be February of well January of seventeen so yeah so some January of seventeen to March of eighteen yeah because that's when the that's when I worked for I I did that in a, in a composite tooling field really cool stuff what they what they do and uh, so I did that and that ended up making me move out to Carson City Nevada for six months. And then the relationship ended, and I was like, I'm not staying out here. So I came back, and as I was coming back, someone from the fun campaign reached out to me, explained the position. I actually – I almost went I almost went back to PRO before going to the fun campaign. Uh, there was a producer opening that I was asked if I was interested in um, for one of the shows there. So Say for who? Say for who? So it was for Dan York, and I'm glad it oh, was – Oh, for York? Yeah. It I was – uh, the other guy that's going to EEI. Start oh no no no! I that, no no that's a different story. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a different one because so here's that's a f- fun side fact too. That what would that pay though? Like realistically, thirty. F- I asked for thirty five. I think. Oh jeez. It's it's the producers. God bless them. It's like it's a yeah. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when yeah, Kirk Matt, makes Matt, fun of Curtis, Matt it's Allen. it's one of those. Matt Allen's producer ended up being he's PD now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Doug. Doug's a great guy. Oh, it's okay. it's so that was like one of those things, and it was a situation for me that that the uh, the one you're talking about we'll get back to, but this one, oh, let's see. So I came back and then uh, was that, and then I heard from the Fun Campaign, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to come on board with us?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Let's go." So I was the press secretary um, for that campaign. But the other story with that was about a month working in for this girl's dad. Um, I, there was a couple of the rumored names of who they were trying to get for that slot. And, um, I was like in talks about it and I had to make the choice of either to stay working for my girlfriend's dad or take this job. And my, my girlfriend at the time, she didn't say we'd break up, but like the way our schedules would have been, cause I would have been working from 12 to nine every night, like every day. And her job was like a morning job, and she was out of the house at eight, and like so we we really wouldn't really see each other until the weekends type of thing. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, "I'm not saying we're gonna break up if you take this job, but I just don't see how it's gonna work out." Type of situation. So I stayed working for her dad, and then I moved out west. Is is it something my closest friends make fun of me for every day for making that decision? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, everything happens for a reason. And Rooch is a great guy. Uh, I I hope I know there's the ill will with EEI and all that. But like, at least for Rooch as a friend, I, I hope it's I hope he gets to go with him there because he's uh they were they were good together. And I even got to fill in. Here's a fun story. My uh, two days on PRO filling in for Gresh. Um, and they were two days after the Fourth of July, so you could imagine my voice mm-hmm. <laughs> after the Fourth of July, mm. especially in Bristol. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, so the, so then, 
like so i guess i guess uh i'll just ask the question i've been waiting to get to you you already gave the exclusive to the anal guys but uh do you want to talk about mm-hmm. your how how you anal. got canceled so um, um okay so we gotta timestamp this so visionless dave can skip over this because he loves telling me that uh, when i tell this story <laughs> every time but uh yeah so during the fun campaign there was this one woman who was i believe i i, I I can't remember her. She had some relationship to Cranston. I can't like remember how, and that's where the mayor, um, the, my candidate was the mayor of the city of, and she ended up screen capping a bunch of tweets I made. Uh, this was in October of 2018. The tweets she got were from 2010, 2011. So she went 10, eight, 10 years back. Uh, and, Gave them to the Huffington Post, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then like stupid stuff though, like stuff you sh- yeah, like, stupid stuff, like stuff kids say, like you shouldn't have said. But like, no, I, I mean, kid, yeah. look, it's uh, like I always say with the way things are, and and it's I'd like to try to judge things at the time they happen. That's why, like, when you go back in time, oh, this person said this. Well, yeah, they said that because you also have to look at the times. What was socially acceptable? And I'm not saying it's right, but if it's socially acceptable at the time, then I really can't hold this against you type of thing. Oh, an 18-year-old kid, too, in some cases. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you see that with the draft now. These these kids are getting in trouble oh, for shit they said at 12 years old, 13 what, what years old. What was that, Mitch Trubisky? He said he said uh, he likes uh, boobies, I think. Yeah, it's like, come like on, you got Oh, you go look yeah. it up. It's, it, it's very simple. What people do, there's these easy search engines created. And you just type in like the Twitter account you want. You put in a keyword, and then you see when they come up. And it's and that's we'll how they, it's yeah. And it and it goes that quick. And look, it's one of those situations. It came up. It was when it came out. I was like, look, what I said was stupid. It's uh, never acceptable to use that kind of language. And you say, I resign. You move on. Um, it, it still were, follows were you me. Forced, were you forced to, or you just did it? Just I did it. Um, if. It was you a think, good you situation. Think you could have stayed? Do I think I could have stayed? Um, like, 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 do you, do you think do you through think the campaign? Young, yeah, do you think the mayor would have kept you on if, if you didn't resign? Um, uh, it's from a PR standpoint. The PR person in me says no because it's just it, it 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 was a it's a it, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. It's a useless distraction. Not even but a week before need. the election. Like, I, I mean, what aggravated me the most at that time, like. I was dating this girl who was all working for a different candidate for a different position. And the, the attacks that went to her of like, how can you date this scumbag? Blah, 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 blah. I think yeah. that pissed me off the most. Like not even like the stupid people who called me up and death threat, like gave me death threats. Like that was, I didn't care too much about mm-hmm. you. You shoo it off. There was only one that actually scared me, <laughs> but, um, but with, with the other stuff going after like her, I'm like, this is it's stupid. Like you got to understand, it it's just so so disgusting. The the kind of form that they'll go to just to yeah. ruin not only just your life, like your professional life, they, and that's why it brings up everything that happened like this week and last week, like with people getting like yeah the, the fear the, of the getting doxxed and stuff. We'll we'll, we'll get into we'll get into we can that. Get into that because... but it's like it's just it's you can see the fear from it. How what craziness can go to? So it's like yeah, because gotta... now you think twice about shit you type all the time. Like I, I catch oh, yeah. myself like oh, I'm not gonna put this out there now. I'm gonna delete it. Yeah, but, I mean like so. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just say like I, for me, that's why I was like I was always joking around like 
with Buddy when we first started talking about me hopping on. He's like, you want to use like any other name? I'm like, nope, I'm just me now because I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm me. So I, I, I like politics. I love local politics very much, um, especially in the state of Rhode Island. So this intrigues me a little bit because I, I was a big supporter of, of, of the fun campaign. So this, this, this stuff comes out. So a reporter writes an article about you, right? They screenshot your tweets, whatever. Yep. What kind of conversation are you having behind the scenes with, with, with the leadership team for Alan Fung it's, it, when that comes out? I mean, for me in that situation, me, first thing was me and the campaign manager, Andrew, my good friend, he's a, still a good friend. It's a, <laughs> We went through a lot together during that campaign. And he, I just pulled him aside, like, look, here's the story. Here's the thing. And I go, like, I just look at him and go, I'm resigning. Like, He's like, wait, 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 let's go talk to Alan just to make sure. And it was like, look, I go, look, I'm resigning. It's like, it's an unnecessary distraction. It was one of those just quick, it, it's, we know it's the thing to do. And it was one of those situations that you're done, you're done. It, yeah. I All mean, right. like, I, I would I have liked to have been there on election night, <laughs> that even though they lost? Hey, we lost you for like... Uh... Yeah. A good 30 seconds. Oh, that's all right. I was still recording on my end, so we're, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be good. Right, yeah, good. It's I have right. no it's idea what good. the fuck you just said. Yeah, it does, I, don't, I honestly don't give a shit. Just keep talking. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, do, I mean, but... so, but yeah, long story short, like, it sucks that it happened. It was a quick dis- It was a quick discussion. It was just basically like, we know what the, like, I, I know what I'm doing. This is what we're doing. This is the best play for it. There's no way it's, it's, it's not worth saving at that point. Yeah. And it didn't hurt the campaign at all. No. I think he was already, he was already pulling behind Gina. Gina had the money machine behind her. When you, you also was... had a third candidate in that, in that goof. Well, okay. Uh, you... oh. <gasps> what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> so did, did he, what was, I can't remember what the hell's his name. Joe Trilla. Joe Trillo, thank you so much. Oh, who who was mayor of Providence as well, right? No, Trillo was never mayor. He was a uh, state. Well, he owns a lot of property. He owns a shitload of property. Okay, so so did Joe Trillo running as a third candidate, independent but really a Republican? Did did that take away votes from Alan Fung? I know people are not interested in this. I am though. I so, just, I just want but to like continue. that's like an obvious question though. You no, but it's not you though. Know it's, but how strong because if, if how, you however many the, votes he got is how no, no, many no, votes no. he took away. It's what I'll say that about that is this: it's Gina won with over fifty percent of the votes. So to, it, to answer, would that have changed the election if he wasn't in it? Technically, on the face value, on that easy math, no. Uh, but what I think what it would have changed would have been strategy. Um, it would have you. I think you could have seen a different tone at times. Because with Trillo in the race, he led to like the hardcore Trumpers, the 30% of Rhode Islanders who voted for Trump. And mathematically, that's a big population you need to have on your side, especially in an election in Rhode Island. But they, it was just, I, I think it was a strategical thing that you went too far to the right than you needed to. Than in Rhode Island, because I, I think the I have, most effective candidate in Rhode Island, it's for me, it's someone who's. I can't believe this turned into this. I know, but I, know. I can't believe this. It's a middle of the road. I, I, we just lost a lot of listeners on that. It's my Rhode Island politics take. It's I don't know. I'm not a Rhode Islander anymore, so it's cool. <laughs> How's that for a short we'll, answer? All right, we'll move on. Oh, sorry, buddy, is so zoned out. Is it true that during that time people 
who uh, were on the opposite campaign like reached out to you and were like, that's fucked up. What happened to you? Mm-hmm. I got the one thing I always say that speaks volumes to that is if you look at the uh, response from like the other side, it wasn't anyone from the uh, governor Ramondo's campaign. It wasn't governor Ramondo herself. It was a national spokesman who had no personal connection to me. So I think for it to go like that, it, it I don't know if it was purposely done or not, but that meant something to me that they knew that this was a messed up thing. And it's, the person the person who did this to me she's very savvy in these kind of tactics and i don't believe i was the first person she tried to drop dimes on for stuff and i'm pretty sure i'm not she like so like like uh, the per- the woman who did this to you or the person who did this to you is like a like a political merchant say yeah ex- exactly mm-hmm. and she has some connection to cranston i just i just can't remember exactly what it is so that's why, and that's where it all went into it. it. Look, it sucks, but then you learn from it. And now, like, I've talked with high school classes before about social media responsibility. It's like, mm-hmm. look, like, you're going to do it. Like, you think it's funny now. It might come and bite you in the ass. And look where you are now. You're <laughs> look where I am a, presi- now. a prestigious program called Kirkinoff. Um <laughs> You have any questions for us? I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, if you guys want, we're at, like, what, 25 minutes in right now? So, like, I could do mm-hmm. a news. If we want to do a live news, if you think you still have it, I don't know if you still do it. I, I have written the script. I have not rehearsed it. All right, let's see it. As he's drink, what are you drinking? Uh, oh, it's a Irish. I'm drinking Duncan. It's an Irish sangria I made. All with green fruit. He was telling me before. All green fruit, Irish whiskey, and some cheap ass wine. All right, let's see. Your speech is not slurred. Give it a try. That's right. (laughs) All right, let's see if we got this. We interrupt Kirkinoff to find out what's been going on in the Minifan world with Andrew Augustus. A Zoom to end Zooms. The case is recording, and Team KMS is near the top of the rankings. I'm Andrew Augustus, and this is the Kirkinoff Minifan News. On Wednesday, Kirk Seamus Minahan hosted a Zoom call for those who had issues with him to air out their grievances. The call was held Wednesday afternoon instead of a scheduled evening due to the recording of the case. Some of the Mincel guys were not able to attend, but there was still a solid conversation. It started off when Blind Mike Sneakers and Mincel Phil were the most outspoken, and Kirk's recent threat to dox anyone really sparked a, a frustration because no one wants to be in an active relationship with Martin Riesler anymore. But anyway, back to on case. Blind Mike Sneakers, who actually used a different name in the Zoom, but since I couldn't confirm if it was real or not, I'm just not going to say it, but he did not use his handle. He was the first one off, quite upset, and at one point challenged Kirk to a fight and threatened to show up at the studio. In the live weekly, uh, almost daily periscopes throughout the week, Kirk and Steve both said Sneakers was a no-show. Phil then went on to a long back and forth with Kirk, bringing up a multitude of points and was clearly displeased with the time change. In what was a relatively civil conversation, Phil denied any recent relationship with Riesler and felt as if some of the Mincel guys were getting a bad rap. But he also did mention that he no longer listens to the show, and it was revealed that it was Phil who was the one that sent eight emails to Erica and Dave about Kirk. Kirk took that as Phil trying to get him fired. Well, Phil said that was not his goal. Long story short, 
neither side had their minds changed and the YouTube rule still applies. If you associate with Mr. Riesler in any way, shape, or form, you're going to be banned. And as a result of all this fallout, we have lost many a good Twitter accounts. We just want to give our condolences to Madawaska Rob, Tim Ridgels, Red from Maine, Copper Doodle, and the other countless ones I could not remember. Last week, it was announced that the case had a release date of April 5th. And this afternoon, Kirk tweeted out that there was going to be a trailer that will be dropping on March 25th. As a reminder, there was no work shows this week due to the recording of the case it is still presumed that the show will be back next week but there is also one more scheduled week off to finish recording in the competition field team Kirk Minahan once again ended up as the third rankings behind team yak and frank and the frankettes for the dozen trivia during the ranking released host jeff d low teased that team kms will be back in the near future and dropped a hint that they will be taking on number one ranked yank with big cat or having another Bruce Springsteen off with Smitty and Team Uptown Balls. Lowe also mentioned that Kirk is the number one rated player, but we all knew that. I'm Andrew Augustus for Kirk and Off Minifan News. As always, send any information to at Andrew Augustus or at Kirkin underscore off. And now back to Buddy and Blind Mike's daddy. While, uh, while we still have... A little bit. What's that? I fucked up a little bit on it. I think, I said I think it's pretty good. Yank. I yeah, think I said oh, Team good. Yank. While, while we while we still have uh, reporter Andrew around, can we talk about that Zoom meeting a little bit? Oh God, yeah, we can. So so Andrew was on the call. Obviously, if you couldn't tell from start to finish, I think he said yes, right? Okay. So one of the things I saw on um, like Twitter, I just I I am asking the question just because I saw it posed a couple times from the GVE guys. Um, did was it your impression that Phil steamrolled Kirk? No, because. Because they, they kind of made it seem like like Kirk got steamrolled by this 22-year-old kid who I assume, assumed was Phil. But from what you were kind of reporting to us at the time, it didn't I didn't no. get that that was your impression at all. No, I wouldn't say. I, I, I think like the, the long story short says it best. Um, Phil thinks it, it, that they're getting unfairly. I, it seems like there's a evidence issue in this case. I think that's the best way I can put it. Mm-hmm. Because Kirk says he's got the evidence. Phil saying, show me it, that they're still interacting with Zonker, basically. And that's like the whole big thing. And, it's, yeah. and I think it, it's, it set Kirk off when that, like, a, a picture of your house with the car, like, that's not Zillow or anything. That's, that's fucked up. Like, let's yeah. put that what it is. That's fucked up. And someone has to be associated with that to get it to him. And I, so I saw something about that picture being like, like if you reverse search it, that's at, you could find that on like some website, but even like, like on a website from where Kirk is from, I guess. But at the same time, how would somebody know his address would be my question. Yeah. It's, you know? it's, it's, it's a very personal thing. So it's, of course I, I, I totally get Kirk's can like, like concern. And like, I even, I think, I think I saw a uh, boy we mentioned him earlier, David, uh, he was like, "Why does even why does Kirk even do this?" And like, I think it's mm. like to his, to his credit that he does. Like, he's he's willing to fucking like take on like the trolls and like, or at least have a conversation with people who dis- who disagree with them, of course, and and try to prove why why he's right or whatever. But um, I yeah, like, so that that was one of the things that I saw. And then what oh what was Phil's so so Kirk said so Phil emailed Erica at like eight times six times eight times because so, well, kirk times. said like 16 times or like 14 times and feels like it was eight 
but it was eight. So 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 Phil emailed Erica eight times. Then Kirk then asserted that by doing that, he tried to get Kirk fired. What was Phil's defense for that? He goes, I wasn't trying to get you fired. And that was like, and then we go but, back and but, do so the, But why did he email him? Because why it was like, he, he thought it was fucked up that Kirk was going to be doxing people who associated, that he thought associated with Zonkers. It was, it do, was, it was a doxing off. Do, do people really think that Kirk was going to do that? Do you, do you, did it sound like those people on the call thought that Kirk was? Some, like, I think some like, did. Yeah, I, I, I mean, blind Mike sneakers went and threatened to like go to war at the studio. But I mean, he never showed up. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I understand what you're saying, but this isn't the first time Kirk's threatened that. I think it's pretty obvious, and and maybe he'll say that I'm you know wrong, obviously. But like, I think it's pretty obvious he's just like like busting balls and like telling people to back the fuck up. But like, I think but, what it is is what they took case of. It's it's, it's similar to like like the Trump rhetoric. It's like, what, oh, this, the, the way this is, is going to be, is that the way it's set up is that Mincel Phil, I feel, feels like just Kirk saying, it's like if, like how they felt like Trump saying this yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, I got it. him just saying, I'm going to dox you is a coded hint to the Minifans to go and dox them. I see. Type of thing. Like I do I see. So he's blaming actions I think of some minifans on Kirk for Kirk saying he's gonna dox. I, I could think, be wrong with this assumption, but this is how I'm taking it. I think it's gonna <laughs> I'm rolling with it. I know no 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 and I and I think I think if, if that is the case that they were making, I, I totally understand what they're saying. Given what we know what happened, like I think we know what happened to John from Scranton's family. Like yeah. uh, I don't I don't know exactly who was getting messages, but it's fucked up. Somebody went out of their way to like message them and say like like nasty shit about John. I don't know if they're saying that shit about his family. I hope not. Yeah, but at what like, point do we take responsibility for what? No, we no, treat? no. That's no. That's not. That, that's not what I'm saying. Like, like, because, 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 because people will say like, like it starts from Kirk, and I don't agree with that. Like, pe- like I don't think Kirk ever. Like, if you ask Kirk, he doesn't want somebody to message John from Scranton's girl or mom or fucking sister or some shit. Like, and say nasty shit. He's gonna say like, no, like that doesn't like that's not the right course of action. But like, I, I, it's sad to me that many fans take that, that so far that like, they think that John and, and those guys are like the enemy. And like, I get Kirk's point that if they are canoodling with, with Zonker still, then they are the enemy. And I, I don't disagree with that, but I don't think that that's the case with some of the guys that caught some slack this week. But it's, I don't know the full inner workings or, or, or things of it. I, I, I only get second, third hand things. And it's like, one, I'm glad I'm not. Cause that means I'm like, I'm an, I mean, I, I would never put myself in that situation, but it's, I don't know. And even like a like Phil admitting like he doesn't listen to the show anymore. It's I'm like, look, like, we're all here for Kirk at the end of the day. It's like, I, I'm listening. Cause Kirk's great. Mm-hmm. And like, if you don't listen to the show, then like, Good. Like you do you do your own thing. It's fine, but don't get mm-hmm. mad. Right. Is there something that said that they just want to still be a part of the universe? It's, right. Didn't it's that like conversation you, come up during the Zoom that yeah, we don't listen to the show, but we like being part of this. Yeah. Whatever it, you got. Yeah. It's like look. But are, people, you, are people not allowed? Like like is BA not allowed to be a Minifan fan? Like I'm not saying they can. He listens to the show, but you know what I mean. I get I, I get know. Kirk's point. I get Kirk's point saying if you don't listen to the show, you can't be on the YouTube. I don't even disagree with that. But like, I don't think there's something wrong with, with BA being in and around the world because he's a fan of the Minifans. No, that's that's you fine. Know? My my 
if it's causing a my problem, deep- if, if, if you know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to cut you off. If it's causing a problem, if he is working with Zonka, then yeah, like, no, like, you know what I mean? Deep- then it is a problem. Yeah, but like, sure. but if he's, if he's just hanging around and like, doesn't, doesn't care about the show, but he get, like likes us and like th- this kind of stuff, you know, like, I don't know, you know, it's, I don't, yeah, this well, like, me so everybody much. has a right to, to tweet and be, be part of something. My concern is just, does this get to the point where we lose Kirk again for, for a few you know, agree, or weeks yeah. or months, yeah, or he needs it's... to take a break. It that's what I'm always worried about is is what's what is the trigger point. You know what I mean? Because we want to protect what we have. We don't want to go through another, you know, hiatus like we we went through I this agree. past summer. And I think I, the... I, I I tell you what, if if this case is what he thinks it's going to be, and and this kind of shit keeps going on, I I don't think that the the uh, the the quote unquote threat of him of him leaving KMS is is like like I, I don't think it's just just like a veiled threat anymore. If this shit keeps going, I think he's I think he's for sure out. I yeah, think but he 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 extended his his contract, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. is that is that is that's that's not hidden news. That's real news, right? Yeah. He. So is that is his new contract just the case, or is it both? Or they haven't it, finalized he, it yet, and he hasn't come any public with the details. But he says that he's close to signing a two to three year deal. Um, he one, said that he said that one of the periscopes this week. One last question for reporter Andrew: Did you get a reply to uh, your question to your tweet to Kirk today? I did not. That's why I was like, I, they were supposed to come back next week, but I don't know. So I, I mean, mm-hmm. I hope. I, I'm excited. See, the question I ha- I have my next question ready for my next phone call, and it's got the only it, it is dozens related, so I have to have it before. Uh, before they go on next. Mm-hmm. And it's be, because it's a it's a question only Kirk can answer at this point. I have I have one more question yeah, before we move on from this. So I said, and I and I heard that a bunch of people, but I'm just drunk. Era Bruce covered some of the stuff, and I tweeted to you guys in the in the message. But sneakers is going to drive up to Watertown to beat Kirk Minahan, and then Kirk had mentioned it on the Periscope. <laughs> I think yesterday twice. Yeah. He's like, well, why why does sneakers? What's wrong with him? What, what so sneakers issue? It's it was a doxing thing. Okay. Right. It was again. It was a. It was a thing. It was like Kirk's words made other Minna fans dox him. So, so he's like, I want. What did he say? Like, I want to. Uncle beat Dad, you, up, you were done. It was just. <laughs> All right. Did, did, did you say uh, Minna fans were calling in to uh, dox themselves too? Uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what was, can you explain what that was? What that so, was about? There was this one guy. I forget his name. It was just so funny. I started laughing. He's like. Oh, my name's Andrew Augustus, and I just figured I'd dox myself now. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I was like, I it. even, so, like, for me, like, I'm trying to sit there, and, like, you know what? Then the question started to get a little funny again, and I was like, all right, I'm going to have to hop in now. Like, I can get my dozens one in, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, someone got serious again. I was like, fuck, you ruined it. For the... <sighs> it was, it was, uh, it, at the end of the day, we're all here for Kirk. And, like, I think, one thing about every time like shit comes like this up and he, he's right. And he even Kirk said this a lot. What other podcaster would host a zoom at one thirty with his fans to address issues of the show? Mm. No one, no one, no one. It, no it's one gets like, access like that. Like Phil was like, uh, uh, no, no one would. It's like, no, no one would like he, it was yeah, like, a, no. there was a little pause in Phil. I don't know if he couldn't hear him or anything, but it was like, that's a simple, like, no, no one else yeah. would do this. And I think that's why, like, buddy, when you even say that freaking uh, that he might like go away, like the incentive to go away like, with the case and shit, I, 
that right there shows me how much he genuinely cares about this show and how much he likes to do it. Yeah. So it's it, it, for me, it's like uh, that's where I get like my little aggravated side. It's like, look, if you want to, if you listen to the show, great, talk about it. He'll listen if you listen, if you listen and have constructive criticism about shit, he'll listen to it. He has before. Yeah, yeah. It's, and and um, like we can't what? say like like whether he's having fun or whether he isn't or or like obviously how he's actually like feeling and stuff. But like it just I think it's like kind of obvious when the when the show's fun, it's fun for him. Like when it's not like like you know like you hear more of the like oh fuck this shit like fuck these people. Yeah, that and you stuff. see it in the times. It, like when <laughs> what day was it? Was like the was it Friday with the two hour show? I was like, I think so, yeah. it was like whatever, like the that two hour like two two and a half hour show drop. I was shocked. It was like after everything blew up, I was like, oh fuck. We're going to get like a 20 a fun, minute. It was a fun episode too. It was an amazingly fun episode. He's like, fuck this, fuck everyone. And then it was one of my, it was one of my favorite lists because you just sounded like so happy. And, it, and like, I think I was like, blind Mike was back on. He was like, yeah, all right. I got to give a lot of credit to blind Mike too, coming back. Yeah. I, like, I've never heard him sound so confident before. It's, it's, it's been refreshing. Yeah. He yeah, sounds, he, he sounds like genuinely happy too. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe I'm wrong, but like, he sounds like he sounds like like he's not so like like scared to be on the show, you know. And he's he's been he's been better too. When you get him in doses like that, he's actually a lot better than when we were having him, you know, three yeah. days a week. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, but, uh, speaking know. of which, did you did you guys listen to uh, Justin and Blind Mike? No, I didn't. Oh, the wrap up. How was it? Oh, it was. Uh, well, Kirk and Steve hated it. <laughs> they were like, oh, it was bad. I <laughs> Poor did, Justin. I, did I love Kirk, Justin. I heard Kirk make fun of it. Oh but yeah, I, I Kirk listen. made some good fun of it. Justin. I mean, it's 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 Mike and Justin. It was at, for a week without Kirk Minahan show content. It it wasn't like a little bit of crack. It wasn't like a little bit of weed. It was like a sugar, like a couple drops of sugar. <laughs> It's like, all right, this is nice. It was good. It was good to listen to when I walked around. It's 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 Mike and Justin. It's never the real deal, but it was it was entertaining. I liked them both. Yeah. Like when you know you set your expectations right, it like it met my expectations for it. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> Understandably low. I wouldn't say it was low. It was just like like Kirk's all the way up here. It's like just if I, if I get a couple of chuckles while I'm walking the dog, it's a win. It's fair. I understand that. And that's like, I'm sure what people think about when they listen to me on here. So it's all, it's all good. <laughs> Andrew, when's the last time you played soccer? Last time I played soccer. Oh, Jesus. Like a couple of years. Yeah. Same. Probably four. It's probably when now, I, so. I almost got kicked out because you know me from when we were playing together, I always had a competitive edge and that unfortunately I can't turn that off even in rec soccer. So I don't want to be the asshole yelling at rec soccer refs. Yeah, I know league. what you mean. I kind of that like like I like sort of lost that, but like I mean if my brother was here he'd probably tell you I haven't. But um I just you know, try to be like more of like an adult, you know, like like with those kinds of things. But like um uh Andrew, how much time do we have right now? We're at forty three. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Let's um do you want to end telling our different sides of a of a high school story? Or <laughs> so who should go first? Who should go you first? You should go first. I think no, no, I think Andrew should go first. No, no, no. You definitely should go first. Yeah, well, he brought it up, yeah. Yeah, you I brought it should... up. Lay it okay. out. Okay, so the, whatever year it was, I don't I don't care what year it was. Um we were we're outside. We're up uh, soccer practice outside. 
and Andrew is fucking, he is just a little bit worked up, like the whole practice. And <laughs> like, fucking I don't know if you could tell from 20 minutes ago on this podcast where I just totally fucking quit and just threw like a hissy fit, but I have my own fucking attitude problems. And Andrew is all worked up and he is fucking huffing and puffing. And we're kind of we're like, yo, it's practice. Just chill. Yeah, you're in a bad mood. Just chill. Yeah, it's raining. Yeah, it's nasty out. Yeah, this field sucks. Just chill. And he's going and he's going. And he's going. And then when we kind of get to like the scrimmage part, uh, you know, like no goalies, small nets, that kind of stuff. And Andrew is just like he he takes a nibble out of one guy. It's like a you know little file for anybody who's still listening doesn't want know about soccer. Takes a like, little little file out of one guy, little file out of the next guy. Then we have this guy on our team, probably like about a foot shorter than me and Andrew. Kid was probably like four eight, honestly, like maybe JD. <laughs> yeah, the real little kid. Side note, sidebar. He yeah. still has my favorite line ever from any soccer game I've ever played in. He gets a yellow card and immediately goes, you should get a yellow card for being a shitty-ass ref. Yeah. Which I, what, the little kid that we had an issue with is a different person than that one. That's oh. a, you followed, you followed a, a young man named Sam. Uh, like, I don't know if you remember. He was, he was, he was, he was unbelievably small, even smaller than, than the person you mentioned. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Andrew just fucking follows this little kid, the smallest kid on our team, two times in a row. So the next time he gets the ball, I fucking run right through him. Absolutely, like, like don't get the ball. Absolute foul, fucking chest right into his back. He goes, he knows it's coming too, so he does like the brace for it. Like he knew, I, everybody <laughs> knew he, everybody knew he was going down. Like, and I run full speed into the back of this kid, and he fucking falls. It's it's like right out of a high school movie. He falls right into like this giant mud puddle, dude. Straight up, Andrew gets up. He's in the Mount Hope Field Boom. guy by like close close to like where like the uh, the goalposts are pretty much. We're like we're all the way by like the by like the stands. You know what I mean? So like, not where you normally practice by the sheds. Yeah, all the way over. Oh yeah, we're in the tennis back. course. And uh, I don't know why we were over there. I think it was so sloppy. Yeah. It was bad day we shouldn't have been out there he got up oh god he was he, he got up he's he turns around coach oh and he's and he's and he's fucking dripping so he just he stomps right off right into the pissed. showers and just was like i've never seen somebody so fucking miserable in my life that was a miserable day we shouldn't have been out there safety issues no so <laughs> how true was that story one to ten a hundred percent i'm not gonna say it's a hundred percent i mean there was a, <laughs> quite a bit of embellishment one of the big factors was before I went on my little, as you said, fouling spree or nipping spree, was it? I believe nibbling, you were nibbling, yeah. Nibbling. <laughs> I was getting nibbled out the ass spikes up first. <laughs> so I was already unhappy. You guys, see, this is where you guys become even bigger dicks because you could identify I was unhappy. <laughs> you, you still have one of your freaking a-holes coming up, spikes up on me like two or three times. And I'm like, all right. And I start going on a spree. Anyone associated with it? It was honestly, it was like, a, it was like a little like Murchison moment. I just blew up on everyone. And then I found an easy target and went for it. I was, I was a dick. It was, a, it was a wrong move. It was a bad day, mm. but I, I, I didn't start it. <laughs> that, okay. That's, I, I, I guess that's something that I don't really remember the first part of that, um, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about that story. Even uh, I didn't. I'd I'd get made fun of. You know, we'd get made fun of for trying to be too much like Kirk. Oh, because um, I 
because I queued uh, I queued my brother up. He's he was ready to go in case Andrew disagreed with the story. So he was I was going to call my brother and uh, have him defend me. I mean that wouldn't have was, been like it would have been an unbiased witness or anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the repercussions? Uh, I think Andrew definitely told the varsity coach for sure. No, nah, varsity coach hated me. Yeah, I well he asked me about it the next day. He's like, "What happened with that?" And I just told him the truth. I was like, "I didn't say shit to the varsity like, coach." No, I I think uh, our coach must have told him. That oh yeah, because he asked. He's like, "What happened?" And I was like, "Uh, like, I just thought I was like, I just like did what I thought I had to do. Like it was probably it was stupid. I shouldn't have done it." And then he was like, "He varsity coach just told me to get my shit together, or else I wouldn't play varsity." Which I know what I wasn't like that year. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I was like, all right, whatever. I there like, there were uh, other issues with that. Varsity coach did not like me. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's, you'll, you'll yeah. See, it's a vision of the game, some would say. <laughs> hey, he'd say he'd, sc- he'd score a goal with his ass if he had to. Hey, so. gotta, gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Anything Shit. else, BMD? He wasn't a very good coach. I agree with Andrew on that. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't just, dis- uh, yeah, I don't no. necessarily disagree with that, but like, no. you know. No. Um. <laughs> Uh, I don't, you got any questions for us, Andrew? Let, I mean, one, I, I think my favorite thing was, so <laughs> I have to go back because my always favorite story to tell is how, like, I first figured out, like, like really got involved in the world. It was all because of you, Blind Mike's dad. <laughs> because, yeah. like, my anyone who doesn't know my dad knows he would hate the show. It's just not his cup of tea. He doesn't like it. Wouldn't be for him. And that's fine. He doesn't listen. It's, it's great. My dad also never texts. And then one day I'm just sitting at work. All of a sudden I got a text from my dad. I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? Am I in trouble? He's mad at me, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I went to like the worst case level. And all of a sudden I just go, Blind Mike's dad says hi. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was the most. I was, yeah, then you tried calling him back and he didn't take your call. Yeah, like, I, I, I tried calling right away. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and then that's why I had to reach out to you. I'm like, who the hell is? It? And then we started putting the dots. I'm like, oh shit, because yeah. then I thought you guys were like, like you knew Kevin and Colby James guys, and I was like, because I'm talking with them, and I'm like, oh yeah, like uh, BMD and Buddy, they're Bristol guys too. Like we could all hang out. And they're like, what, <laughs> really? I was like, no shit. Yeah, I know. I think we met Kevin after that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, well those. Sidebar anyway, but Kobe James and the Ramblers are going to be every Friday at Thames Waterside or something. So yeah, we be- may have to do a Minifan meetup for that. I'll I'll drive down. I'm not like an hour away, but I'll drive down. All right, yeah. And I also, what's it? Murchison's Mouse might be playing. Like I, I've been talking with Tim from Can, trying to get like a couple guys once uh, Murchison's Mouse, his band starts going back up. If we can get enough Minifans, he's going to start playing some covers live. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be sick. I, I mean, I'm down. Let me know. I'm, I'm down to go. Like, that'd be, I'm excited for that. I can't oh, wait till this shit's over. We, we should. Let's discuss this, and we can we can cut it out if if it's not worth. No, discussing. no, no. What's up? So you guys had discussed this before about walking in a certain parade. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I it so so I think it's still a viable option. I don't know. I don't know if it's too late to 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 sign up for it, but. And obviously, it would. It's not even too late to build a float, but we don't have enough time to get the funds together and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We can always. Um, I know a good enough people. I'm sure you guys do that. We can make a legitimate Kirk Minahan banner with with just like that Kirk Minahan flag to make it look like that with the black and, and the white on it. Oh, I mean, and we could we just could get a flag. Barstoolsports.com. <laughs> 
I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah we bought oh, a couple that, flags and stuff. We, we should have a, we should have a banner. I have. We all have yeah. shirts. I'm sure. Like it, it would be. It would be hilarious. Get a whole bunch of minute fans at the march and the oldest continuous That's what celebration I'm saying. in America. Yeah, let's do it, too. We could. Hell, we I mean, we'd love to get podcast Jesus down. himself there. If we one year, if we yeah. can get our shit together enough, one year, it would be so entertaining. Just, yeah, totally. We can build a throne. Yeah, and it have to be legit. Like, can, I'd give us. I'd give us. How much of the community would get pissed off? Kirk Minahan. How much of that community would get pissed off if we built like a throne cross for them? I don't think oh. they'd care that much. They'd be fine. <laughs> well, they let they used to let the Rocky Horror Picture Show in the Last Division. Yeah. Okay. The end of the parade, but like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we I, we could call ourselves the Friends of Kirkman, and we, we we could, you know, shoot it up the ladder, and see if it's okay if we even do that with the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean if. And I think it's a great show. idea, especially with the with our contingent of Bristol Minute fans and yeah, and we um, all hold an American flag with Kirk Minahan t shirts. Yeah, on. I think it'd be sick. Yeah, <laughs> little ones. Yeah, one like every like Kirk flag in one hand, American flag on the other. Yeah, like the people are like what's and then because it's 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 uh, live on ABC Six. So yeah, it's yeah. On ABC and now coming down to the friends of Kirk Minahan, <laughs> be like, okay, who the, podcasts what the are Barstool Sports. Like, yeah. See, see, here's the thing. Like, think about it. If Kirk really wanted to do it, you know what he would he would he would demand. Knowing Kirk, he would demand that he get carried the entire parade route on one of those thrones. Like, oh, like, oh, like we would do it. No. We could. It's a two mile parade route. If you get enough, we can get enough guys to yeah. But would Kirk trust Minifans? No, I, I want I want Kirk in the back of TJ's truck like he's at Saco again. <laughs> like oh, just yeah, fucking yeah. that entrance. All right, um, let's end on this. I think overwhelmingly uh, pretty good feedback for the. Uh, prank call show yesterday bmd yeah I'm, I'm just happy we had a good time with it and there's so many good oh. calls we haven't even put in there like yeah, so we have a bunch. And... Oh, uh... yeah no yeah so we're we're oh my god that yeah the um that one that bmd <laughs> that i can't even so but seriously this time like so if, if you guys have something you like send it in we'll we'll play it for sure uh, with tim and the rest of us um maybe and... we'll do it on youtube too yeah that would yeah, yeah we can that, yeah. that'd be fun to do on youtube just maybe uh... we'll make our youtube debut That'd be yeah. uh, just you get some of. I just remember some of the Jerky Boys. Saul, Saul I know we didn't even play any of the Jerky Boys. There's so there's like so many great calls, but from Florentine Jerky Boys, Crank Yankers, Salad Richard. There's just we even, even Crank Yankers came back. That was recently back for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I think it died out, but yeah. you can't do it. Save it for the prank to. call show. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Love you guys. Take care. Brush your hair. Throw napkins in the air.